There is more to health than just going to the gym and eating well. You might have come across that 80-year-old person who's full of life, they seem super healthy, but they don't usually go to the gym and most nights they are accompanying their dinner with a glass of wine. Nutrition and resistance training, cardio training are vitally important. You've heard me speak about this enough times, but there's a lot of things that we don't often think about that contribute massively to our health and well-being. And if we could find a way to implement these more, it would be immensely impactful. So with that being said, I want to highlight at least five of these today and I want you to start thinking about how present are these in my life right now and what can I do to make them more present so that I can get the benefits that all of these will give me. So the first is probably a little bit more top of mind just due to recent circumstances and this is connecting with other humans in the physical world. Technology has played an immense role in keeping us connected during the course of this pandemic. However, as I'm sure many of us realized, myself included, is that it's simply not the same and it's simply not enough. We evolved in tribes. We are built to be around people. We're built to connect with people. And I'm not just talking about having small talk with a colleague or your barista. I'm talking about really knowing someone on a deep level and being able to interact, be able to look in someone's eyes and communicate and enjoy the depth of conversation as well. And if you haven't done that in a long time, it's so critically important that you reintegrate that into into your life or find a way to make it a part of your life as well. The next on my list, and if you can integrate both of these first points, that'd be amazing. And that's spending time outdoors and in nature. I've spoken many times before about the importance of getting sunlight on your eyes, for example, the benefits that will do to your circadian rhythm, your vitamin D levels and everything along those lines. But that isn't the only benefit. And I'll give you a recent example of when I was in Mexico around September or October. So I booked myself in to do a hike. For the most part, I've just spent a lot of time in cities. Don't get me wrong, I've been on beaches and everything along those lines. It's been a while since I've experienced like a lot of green. And I did a hike and it must have been three or four hours long. We went up to a super high altitude, a really, really high mountaintop. And honestly, I didn't feel the effects at the time. It felt good. However, when I got back, I went for a shower and then I actually just went out to get a coffee afterwards. It almost felt like I could just go, ah, oh. It was almost like I just had a massage, for example. That's the feeling I had, just that sense of release, that sense of just goodness within me. It was really, really unusual and never like I felt it before. And I could only attribute that to the fact that I spent so much time in nature that day. It almost felt therapeutic. And I've heard the rise of forest bathing, people taking holidays that aren't necessarily beach holidays, but out into the forest, out into the woods. And it's just so essential for us to be outdoors and in nature, just to reconnect with what we are, which is the earth. And the next on my list is play. I reflect on my life, I think it was last year, and I thought to myself, everything I do tends to have some form of a purpose to it. And I don't have anything that I just do spontaneously for fun, for enjoyment, or for play. And that's when I, you may have seen on Instagram, picked up a skateboard again. It was something I enjoyed when I was a child and not something I'd done for a while. And I can't tell you how liberating and enjoyable it was to just get out on that skateboard and to do it for no other purpose than to simply enjoy myself and play. And it's such a contrast when we look at our lives as children, and don't get me wrong, we have far less responsibilities, but we play multiple times per day, every single day. Whereas when it comes to 
into adulthood, it's virtually non-existent. And I'm not saying that you should play three times a day every day, probably got far more things to do, but it is wild to think that we don't do any of it compared to it being such a normal part of our lives when we were much, much younger. I don't even need to tell you about the benefits of it. Just simply implement it into your life and you'll see the smile on your face that comes. You'll revel in that carefree nature that you're able to adopt. So I can't recommend that more. Number four is putting ourselves through some form of intentional discomfort. And a lot of this I'm seeing recently is in the form of extreme heat and extreme cold. I guarantee you know someone recently who's taken up maybe spending more time in the sauna, who's done cryotherapy, who's running into some freezing cold river or beach on random mornings for the sake of that cold and heat exposure. And there are many physiological benefits when we talk about cold shock and heat shock proteins and all the benefits we can gain from that. There's also something about putting ourselves through some form of intentional discomfort. I think a lot of it comes down to being able to overcome those instincts, that first thought in your mind that says, no, Elliot, get out of that cold shower, get back into the warmth, and you being able to just calm your mind, to deep breathe and just say, no, I'm in control here, I'm going to endure this, and I'm going to say when we're done. And I think there's something so powerful to that, and I think a lot of us get confused, as the context of this massively matters. If I choose to fast because I want the physical and mental benefits, that's a lot different from if I don't have enough food and I can't access food. And the second aspect of this is it's important not to get this confused with your stresses in your day-to-day life from your work, from your relationships, from your family, from your existential angst, for example. These type of stresses can make us a little bit more resilient. However, we can't choose when these are going to come. We can't predict how often they're going to happen or the severity either. Whereas when we take back control and we choose to partake in these certain things that make us uncomfortable, I find that they can build resilience for when these times come and allow us to handle them a lot better and be a lot more equipped. Number five on my list today is a big one, which is working through our trauma and shame. And you might be thinking, Elliot, what does that have to do with maybe my physiology, right? We can see what that does to our mental well-being, but what does that do to my physiology? So I want to invite you to play a little bit of an uncomfortable game. You don't need to, so you can just listen to this, but if you want to, I want you to try and think about this now. I want you to think back to a time in your life where you felt some level or even quite an intense level of emotional trauma or shame. And if you are prepared and maybe brave enough to do this, Try and just take yourself back to that moment for a second. And then after that, observe your body language. What is that looking like? And what is that feeling like? I am sure that it manifests in many different ways for most of us, but a lot of us will experience a tense nature. We might have rounded shoulders. We might make ourselves a little bit smaller. We might feel tightness in our chest, in our stomach. And imagine if you feel that and you don't fully deal with that trauma and to some degree, you live in that. And not only when you experience it, but every time you experience it, you get a little bit more curled over. You get a little bit more tight. Eventually, that might manifest into some postural issues. Maybe that's going to manifest into some digestive issues. And if our body is being impacted by that trauma, which it 
can and does over a consistent and lengthy period of time, that at some point isn't just going to be emotional and psychological anymore, it's also going to be physiological. What I've also seen is a lot of people's unhealthy relationships with food, alcohol, and other certain vices tends to come from unresolved trauma. So there's a lot of benefits that can come from diving in, and it's not easy whatsoever, but I can guarantee on the other side of that, you will experience a ton of benefits. So the intention of today's episode was to simply get you thinking about these things. How many are you implementing in your lifestyle? How many are you not doing? And if you are doing some of them, are you doing enough? Could you be doing more? Could you be gaining more benefits? But I guarantee you, once you start looking towards these, as well as focusing on your training and your nutrition and your sleep and all that type of stuff, it will be life-changing. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Take care team. And I look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.